Hi folks, it's Phil here, host of Nudge. And before we get started, I just wanted to encourage you to check out the HubSpot Creator Network. It's a collection of brilliant podcasts created by other marketers supported by HubSpot. Nudge is very lucky to be one of these shows alongside other shows like No Straight Path, Work at Life and Parents Making Profits. Check out the shows and learn more about HubSpot creators at hubspot.com forward slash creators. In the book, Nudge, which inspired the name of this podcast, Richard Fowler and Cass Sunstein talk about two contrasting views of humans. The first view is one that many economists held at the time. They assumed that humans could think consistently and make efficient, unwavering choices. We humans are rational, self-interested, and always making choices that benefit us. In other words, humans have perfect rationality. Now, it's a nice idea that neatly explained a lot of our behavior, but the problem was, it's not true. Fowler and Sunsteam cite many examples which show that we're not rational in many of the decisions we make, or the conclusions we jump to. Take this brain teaser. If it takes five chefs five minutes to make five omelets, how long would it take a hundred chefs to make a hundred omelets? Think about it for a second. Now for the vast majority of us, including me, the immediate answer that springs to mind is a hundred. We use a heuristic, a shortcut, to circumvent doing the actual maths and instead just look for a pattern. In the first example, there were three fives, so surely in the next example, there'll be three one hundreds. So we all guess the answer to be 100 omelets. But as you have maybe worked out, that's wrong. 100 chefs making 100 omelets will still only take five minutes. Eggs don't suddenly start cooking slower if there are more chefs in the kitchen. Now that example is key to Fowler and Sunstein's theory. They state that economists' view of the world is wrong. We're not perfectly rational and we're far from it. And it's because we take shortcuts, we take these heuristics that cause us to make mistakes and we do this all the time. In fact, we make these mistakes so often that it becomes predictable. And instead, if you start to understand these heuristics, if you start to understand how we're influenced by social interactions, then you can start to understand human behaviour. The podcast I'd like to recommend today is the D2C pod brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. The D2C pod is a podcast all about all the things direct to consumer. The hosts cover everything from starting, growing and optimizing e-commerce stores and D2C brands. If you're interested in the stories behind your favorite consumer brands, this is a podcast for you. To start, I'd suggest checking out episode 318, which features the CMO of Feastables. So listen to D2C pod wherever you get your podcasts. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's like trying to remember the name of someone you've just met at a networking event. I've made this mistake before, introducing a colleague to my new friend Dan, only to find out his name was actually Ian. Being personal with your customers is important, but keeping on top of all that information can be very hard. That's where HubSpot's all-new service hub comes in. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. 
It's got an AI-powered help desk and an AI-powered chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. Plus, it never forgets a first name. All of that can help you scale support and drive retention and revenue. That means better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit hubspot.com service to do more for your customers today. These predictable mistakes are at the heart of the discussion today. The primacy effect, in its simplest terms, refers to the tendency to recall information presented at the start of a list better than any information presented in the middle or the end of a list. And you've probably noticed this yourself. If you've made a mental note to go to the shop and buy an onion, carrots, apples and bananas, there's a far greater chance that you'll remember the onion, but you'll forget the apples. The reason why is pretty simple. Firstly, we have a short attention span and we're simply far more likely to pay attention at the beginning. For example, maybe you started to listen to this podcast with full concentration and now you've just opened your phone to have a scroll through Instagram. And the second cause is due to rehearsal. If we recite items on a list, the first item is always recited and thus is far more likely to be practiced and more likely to be remembered. Later in the show, I'll get on to how brands use the primacy effect. But for now, let's go back all the way to 1946 to hear about one of the earliest studies on the effect. For centuries, it was known that people would remember the first item on a list more. But Solomon Ash, a Polish psychologist, wanted to see if it affected a person's perception, not just their memory, but their perception. In a study using two groups, he gave participants a description of a person, a character. Now, the first character was described as envious, stubborn, critical, impulsive, industrious, and intelligent. The second character was described as intelligent, industrious, impulsive, critical, stubborn, and envious. Now, those of you paying attention will notice that the descriptive words are exactly the same. They're just reversed in each scenario. If we had perfect rationality, there would be absolutely no difference in how we rated these two characters. After all, the words to describe them are the same. But results showed that the second description, which started with positive words, led to the character being rated far more favourably. It raises an interesting question about how we share information. Giving someone good news first might actually influence how positively they perceive you. Or telling a colleague about a job candidate's positive firsts, rather than their negatives, might change whether or not that candidate is hired. It works in marketing messages too. Richard Schotten conducted a similar study with 500 consumers, but instead of asking them to rate a character, he asked them to rate a made-up brand. The brand in question was called Black Sheep Vodka, supposedly just about to launch in the UK. Half of the participants were given a description which began with the positives, stating that the vodka was award-winning, refreshing, satisfying, vinegary and weak. And then the other half were given a description which started with negatives. This stated that the vodka was weak, vinegary, satisfying, refreshing and award-winning. In line with the 80-year-old study, the consumers who heard the positives first were 11% more likely to want to buy the brand. Our understanding of the primacy effect developed even further, though, in 1962 with a seminal study conducted by Bennett Murdoch. He gave participants a list of words, some lists containing 10 words 
and the other containing 20 or 30 or 40 words. He asked the participants to try and remember as many words as possible and then recall them back without looking at the list. The study showed that the probability of recording words on the list depended on their position. Specifically, those at the beginning and those at the end were remembered more often. So going at the beginning or the end increased your chance of being remembered. But what's interesting is this still affects brands today. Let's say you're trying to pick an agency to run your next marketing campaign. Maybe you've set up a pitching day where five or six agencies will come in and pitch. Well, the primacy effect will probably subconsciously swing your preference. In a study cited by Roger Dooley in his blog Neuromarketing, subjects were asked to evaluate salespeople by looking at photos. There were photos of males, females and teams of people as well. When the subjects were asked about their preference in a questionnaire, they stated that they had no preference after looking at the photos. But when using implicit association tests, a technique used to measure subconscious preference, they showed a significant increase in positivity for the first viewed person or team. Going first in a pitch, a job interview or even a speaking slot at an event will give you a subconscious leg up. Take Super Bowl ads. These are the world's most expensive ad slots, with a 30-second segment costing a whopping $5 million. Interestingly, there is no change in the price depending on whether you're first or last in the ad break, but perhaps there should be. Kong Lee, a researcher at Miami University, measured the recall, the amount people remembered, for every ad during the 2006 Super Bowl. The findings confirmed a strong primacy effect, with slots at the start of the advertising break generating a much higher brand recall. The same effect can be viewed with products as well. In one study, subjects were shown two very similar packs of bubblegum. The gum had the same colour, the same size, just with a slightly different branding. When asked to quickly choose a preference, 62% of participants chose the first item they viewed and only 38% chose the second item they viewed. It's a really important finding. If you're doing user testing on your product design or brand, then you must randomise the order. The first version participants see will always be voted higher, so you have to randomise the order to get reliable results. I'm an actor, not a business leader. But if I were, I'd run the biggest pirate enterprise to ever sail the high seas. Ahoy! And then I'd get HubSpot as my CRM platform to connect all my ships across the globe. Because acquiring new customers doesn't come easy. But HubSpot makes it easy for teams to create a more personalized customer experience. And then I'd climb to the top of the crow's nest and shout things like, Batten down the customer reports! But again, I'm not a pirate CEO. I'm a very serious actor. Connect your people, your customers, and your business at HubSpot.com. Being placed first seems to make a huge difference everywhere we look, whether it's Super Bowl ads, salespeople, or bubblegum. And it appears this holds true for online marketing as well. A group of Austrian researchers conducted an experiment to see if the primacy effect occurred in e-commerce. In this scenario, they showed subjects an Amazon product comparison listing for four different tents. The tents each had a three-line description, a picture of the tent, and the star rating. Now, some tents had five stars, some had four, and some even had three stars. You would assume that the subjects would share a preference to a higher rented tent, or even a particular style that they happened to like. But the researchers didn't see that to be true. 
After showing a randomized list to hundreds of different consumers, they found that the subjects were 2.5 times more likely to simply pick the first item in the list, regardless of their star rating, their style, or their description. It should be noted that in each of these studies, the participants were asked to give an instant opinion. They didn't really have time to think about their choices. And that makes sense, because on a website, we don't usually stop to think about where we click. But it shouldn't be assumed that the primacy effect will work in every single scenario. In 1966, a study by Glanzer and Klunitz, I've almost certainly pronounced their names wrong, so sorry, but a study by these two individuals gave two groups of participants the same list of words. One group was asked to immediately recall the words after being shown the list, while the other group was asked to count backwards for 30 seconds before they had to recall the list. So one group told to immediately do something, one told to wait and do a different task in the meantime. Now in that second group where they had to do that other task, the primacy effects disappeared. The time spent thinking about something else diminished the effect. They could no longer remember the first things on the list. And the same result was found in that bubblegum study that I mentioned earlier. When participants were asked to think about which bubblegum branding they preferred for five or six minutes, the primacy effect disappeared, with the participants showing no significant preference for the first option. After reading that, I started to really disregard the primacy effect as an important heuristic. After all, most major decisions in life are not made using quick decisions, right? We'll give ourselves a few minutes to consider these major decisions. But it turns out even major, huge decisions that you might make in your life are still influenced by the primacy effect. A fascinating 2004 study found that in all of the historical New York City mayor elections, the candidate who was listed first on the ballot was 70% more likely to get elected. That's an incredible finding, especially when you consider that most major elections don't have randomised ballot lists. It's always in order. European elections, for example, lists politicians on the ballot in alphabetical order, even though we know this gives a huge advantage to those with names beginning with A, B or C. A similar paper published in 2005 by a Stanford researcher found that the same was true even for Nobel Prize winners. A nominee's chance of winning the prize dramatically increased if their name was higher in the alphabet, simply because academic papers list authors in alphabetical order. Now, that paper was written by a professor called Yarif, who no doubt felt very strongly about the issue. So going first makes a big difference. It creates an unconscious bias that affects small, but even large decisions as well. But what about going last? Does that help you or hinder you? In a 2005 study, researcher De Bruyne looked back at previous Eurovision Song Contest winners, and he found that going last resulted in a much higher amount of marks on average. He also found the same phenomenon is true in ice skating competitions as well. Even expert juries showed a consistent and clear preference for those who went last. This has been termed the recency effect. It's to do with our short-term memory recall. We're simply more likely to quickly recall the most recent information we receive. And just like with the primacy effect, this seemingly trivial phenomenon affects major decisions. 
Now, both of these effects need to be taken into account, not just with our marketing, but any time a list of people, objects or items are presented. Whether you're suggesting restaurants to go eat at to your partner or holidays to take or companies to merge with or even politicians to elect, the order you list these people or things will subconsciously nudge you. The lesson from all of this research is that in most cases, leading with your best product, the one you think your customers will find most attractive, will help nudge customers towards actually purchasing that product. If you've got a product that has a better margin or better customer satisfaction or even makes customers more loyal, make sure you present that product to your buyers first. And be aware of this in your own life too. Take it into consideration the next time you sit down at a restaurant. Now, do you like the sound of the first item on the dessert menu because of your preference or perhaps is it due to the primacy effect? Now, you should note that the primacy effect is a nudge, not a big shove. The more the customer deliberates, the weaker the effect will be. And sometimes other strategies may work better. Showing a customer an expensive product first to produce a price anchor and then a product that is similar but less expensive will make it seem like a bargain and the more likely choice. That's an example where the primacy effect might not be as strong and anchoring might be a better example to go with. But still, purchase decisions often come down to small differences and subconscious learnings. And in most cases, you should lead with your best option. Okay, thank you everybody. You have been listening to Nudge, the consumer psychology podcast with me, Phil Agnew. This episode has been a little bit different from some of our normal shows. Instead of covering a variety of different nudges throughout the show, I decided to do a single episode focused on one nudge. That way I could really dig a bit deeper and share a wealth of information on the subject and hopefully leave you all with some tools that you need to make decisions on how to implement it. I'd really like to know what what you will think about this format and if it's something you'd like to hear more of or if you prefer the normal show. So please do get in touch and let me know what you think. You can do that by dropping me a review on Apple Podcasts or sending me a tweet at Nudge Podcast. And if you do leave some feedback, think carefully about the first line you write because as we know, it'll have an effect on what people think. Now, I've had a bunch of people this week sign up for the email list, so thank you to everybody who did. If you haven't signed up to the email list, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Do that, and I'll send you an email every single time a new show goes live, so you won't miss a future episode. Thank you again for watching this episode. See you all in a couple of weeks for the next episode of Nudge. Thank you.